0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Heart to Heart Podcast. I'm Bria and I'm Kim. And today we're going to be dissecting the election.
1: This has been a long time coming. I felt like the election was never going to happen, but it (laughs) happened. It was very traumatizing. It was very anxiety provoking and we're not really past it. But anyways, we will get into all of that.
0: Yes, and as you guys know, we did not post last week because we there was no time to film. I mean, we were all just caught up staring at the news twenty four seven. We didn't know the results until you know the day before our upload day, so there was no time for us to even process what was going on. But we are back this week, and also, I know if I was in the listeners' point of view, I would not have listened last week. There was just too much going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think everyone was exhausted and tired and. There was just so much going on that we didn't want to be another thing that's just like flooding the timeline.
0: Exactly. And now we're here to just kind of have a conversation, talking about the results, and where do we go from here?
1: Yeah. And before we get started, as always, make sure that you look out for us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Yes. All righty. Let's get into it. (sighs) so where should we start <laughs> let's
1: let's talk about that tuesday night because that mm. tuesday night was looking real scary
0: okay wait i have to ask you so i myself was one of those people like from the minute i cast my ballot i woke up at 6 30 we got out there at 6 30 before the polls closed i mean before the pl- polls open in philadelphia um, my roommates and I and I cast my ballot at like 7:15 in the morning. And when I tell you, I was in that ballot box screaming. <laughs> I was literally squealing and like singing gospel hymns and like pressing the button for <laughs> Joseph Biden and <laughs> <laughs> And when I walked out, I had the stupidest smile on my face because I just something in me was like he's gonna win. Mm. And everyone thought I was nuts. Like, I, I was claiming it, manifesting it, praying that Joe Biden was going to win. And everyone was like, okay. And like you said, especially that Tuesday night, yeah. things were looking a little scary. It, yeah. People were thought I was out of my mind. But I, I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling. And it was interesting because
1: I consciously knew that Tuesday night was going to look crazy because I mm-hmm. knew that the majority the of Republicans were going to vote in person because Trump had done so much to, like, delegitimize Deter the process of vote by mail, but even just watching those results, like, roll in and me see like, <laughs> the energy, like, dissipate from, like, the CNN commentator's faces, like, I was just, I was getting nervous, but it, and it was funny, I was watching with, um, my roommates and we were doing our homework, we're like, this is looking real <laughs> crazy, um. And they were like, "Not like, I don't think we got this one. Like, I really don't think this is going to go the way we want it. I was like, no, no, we just got to wait on those ballots. We just got to (sighs) wait. Luckily, things ended up turning around. But I think we should also talk about how it was close and it should not Mm -hmm. have been close. And I think that says a lot about
0: the state of our country,
1: our political state.
0: Yeah, I think it shows you where we actually are. So kind of pulling back information that we talked about in, I guess, two episodes ago, Mm -hmm. just talking about social media and this like Gen Z bubble that we're in. I think that this is a real wake up call. Like, like while we're on Twitter talking about the call, like the call to end the American government (laughs) and like the American empire, there's still 70 plus million people who who voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And there's people who could not fathom the end of this country and it shows just like the big difference in thought. Mm -hmm. And we are really not where we think we are if the most moderate candidate almost didn't secure a win. Yep. And that
1: I think was the scariest thing because I think the thought process was and I think what ultimately too won Joe Biden the primary in South Carolina that really like reinvigorated uh, you know, his run for the presidency was that a lot of people were like, okay, Against Trump, we have to put up our most moderate person. We have to put up the candidate who we think is going to appeal to the majority of Americans really thinking about middle America Um, and, you know, people who kind of match that, like American vision, American dream, like, you know, white working class people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to see that it was so close to see that the only thing that really pushed us over was the mobilization of black communities in all these different major cities around the country. Exactly as you said it really shows us that we have uh, we're we're really up against a lot and yeah again I think you and I we both want to see progressive change we both want to see all these things come to fruition but I think it really exemplified that we have to be more strategic in our vision and this change is not going to come tomorrow because the country is so incredibly divided and not that we should be basing you know, progressivism on you know how moderate people are per se but i think it you you do have to change the strategy and you do have to think Mm -hmm. about you know how you're going to accurately mobilize um or Mm -hmm. like how you're going to mobilize most effectively because it matters here yeah it deeply deeply matters if we actually want something that is successful
0: and also you know how we package the information Mm -hmm. and like a lot of how it's packaged deters people right off the bat, you know? Not saying we, we have to conform, but I'm just saying we need to have realistic perspectives on how people feel in this country. And if we're in this bubble that we think that people are just going to call for the end of the government, like, that's just not where majority, not even a small majority of people, like, it is such a fraction of the population who feel this type of way, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's just, it's really interesting to look at. Yeah. Because obviously, even though there's things that I completely agree with, that people are, you know, talking about and having discourse about, you have to realize that majority of people are not going to be on board.
1: And also, I think what's really interesting about that is even looking within the Black community, we all know that we want this systemic change. We all know we want this difference. But people still went out and voted. Like, that's still showing us yeah. like, faith. face in this system and kind of the possibility of what this system could be. So I think we're also grappling with that as well, because if we saw the majority of black communities, like having no faith, wanting to end like the American empire, as you said, people would not have voted. So I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. it really just adds another level of something that we have to think about. And again, it's not to say that, you know, throw progressivism out the window, like throw all these radical ideas. No, but we just have to be very like tactful and strategic about, like you said how we're calling for this change and what we want to do because it matters here
0: yeah and we've said this before but just the idea that we can operate in two realms almost Mm -hmm. like you can completely understand progressive radical policies and want things to happen you can also realize that we currently exist in a certain system and there's certain avenues and ways to do things in that certain system, you know, Yeah. even that- if you think that they could be run better, or you think that they should be abolished, or you think this, that, or whatever, you still in some degree realize that there's certain things I have to do within the system to get a result that I want. Yes. It doesn't mean you have to abandon your ideas and your core values and your progressive policies.
1: Yeah. And I think that underscores why black people turned out in record numbers. And also, Mm -hmm. too, I think it goes into something else we want to discuss just about the celebration of Biden's electoral victory, because there was a lot of discourse on should we be celebrating? Should this be a happy moment? Obviously, this whole thing was a settle for Biden. Nobody was like gung ho and like head over heels for Biden. Um, But yeah, I think we should talk about kind of this, how people felt in the celebration, because it was crazy to see how many cities across the country people were in the streets like dancing like yeah. I mean I don't even remember the last time I've seen such like joy and like euphoria on my tv screen especially like yeah. given this whole entire like pandemic and everything we've went through even commentators on tv were like I've never seen this like with like from a presidential win
0: yeah I mean I don't know if you felt it but I did feel at least a bit lighter yes like some relief like even though we're gonna talk about this, but even with all the flurry that Trump's trying to pull right now, and this little thing he's trying to plot, this little coup he's trying <laughs> to work, I still feel a sense of relief just the fact that you can't really do anything because he got those votes. He got the electoral votes, so he I don't really know what you're. He got two seventy, so I don't. You could try to pull all the mess you want, but he got two seventy. Mm-hmm. But I really like. Like the last time we felt this like joy was probably when Obama got elected. Yeah. You know, Honestly, the first time. Yeah. Like just the fact that we're on a new path and we don't have to deal with a complete fascist anymore. Hopefully, like that was that was an indescribable feeling. Mm-hmm. And even though we're settling, yes. it
1: still is significantly better. Like at least my future president acknowledges climate change structural racism the power of the black community the importance of the black community and you know coronavirus yes coronavirus so just hearing those things again it does a lot and also too i just think that again like he is not the most radical candidate the most radical person but like he will help a lot of people and i mean even just thinking about the fact that, like, he is going to implement a COVID-19 task force, or he already has, like, picked it. It's, you know, been announced. That is actually going to push us in a direction of giving people better resources, getting more PPE, doing a proper shutdown, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, if that's necessary. Just even having those things, that saves lives. Like, that that's life a difference. and death. That makes yeah. difference if, like, someone's parent, like, lives to see the next day. So, yeah, I'm going to be happy about that. I'm going to yeah. be happy because as we said before, voting changes your day to day circumstances. There's a lot more to be done, a lot more to be said, like, but it changes those day to day things and whether people live or not. So even if you mm-hmm. think about immigration as well, you know, people who are here undocumented, they're terrified. They're, they're terrified. And like, I've talked to people who are just happy that they don't feel that their immigration status is going to be, you know, as at risk as it was mm-hmm. under the Trump presidency. And that is something to celebrate and i think who am i to take that away from people and take away their joy and their happiness and i think sometimes there's certain privilege you know in thinking about those situations to thinking about what the circumstances are for people yeah. every day because it varies so much from like american to american
0: yeah it does it really does and you know i'm not saying everyone has to be jumping up for joy but i'm just saying people do need to recognize that this does help so many people's lives Mm -hmm. You know, and I understand and people always talk about how the presidency is an inherently, you know, evil position and things of that nature. And I get it. I understand what you're saying. Historically, the things that that have been done, especially, you know, looking at the president's role in how things are handled overseas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say I agree with everything presidents have ever done. A lot of the presidents have made, you know, evil decisions, you know, that have possibly hurt a lot of people. But this presidency like if trump had got reelected the like the amount of people who would have suffered yeah. again for another 4 years would have been exponential mm-hmm. like an exponential difference between i just think the people who would suffer under trump versus biden i just think day to day we really can't even compare you cannot
1: compare you cannot compare i mean even his call to try to eliminate criminal uh Critical race theory.
0: Yeah. You,
1: you, that is like, you could never measure that impact of what it would actually mean if he started taking out like intro to Africana from like classes and, you know, and universities uh-huh. and schools. You can't even measure what no. that would have done. You cannot. No. So again, it, there are wins that do have to be acknowledged. And again, you're probably, a lot of people are like, well, the bar is so low. You're correct. Yeah.
0: You are correct. I was just about to say that. Yes, I understand. That this is bare minimum stuff. But I'm still going to praise God that we got these bare minimum things now. Yes. And I want better for our country. I want these to not be bare minimum. Or I don't know how to phrase that. I want these to already, like, be instilled mm-hmm. in our country. Mm-hmm. I want these ideals to be there. Yeah. And the fact that we had to elect them in is insane. But I think that this is a great building block. hmm because we can only go higher from here, yeah. in my opinion. <sighs> this, I don't know. I personally am happy. Obviously, this man is not a savior. And the government itself has a lot of work to do. But I, I can't deny that this is going to affect a lot of people day I agree. To day. I agree. I
1: feel the same way. And I mean, even like, and like, also something I want to talk about, because we haven't on our podcast, is even just talking about what it means for kamala harris to be our vp now and again i think she very much falls under the same boat of like maybe she was not the most desired candidate because of her policies and because of what she's done but at the end of the day i think there still is something extremely powerful about just seeing a black woman in that position and honestly i think if we're gonna give joe biden a chance then i'm giving kamala a chance like you know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel yeah, like Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm gonna hold her to the same standard as I'm holding like Joe Biden and other people. Because I think sometimes we falsely go harder. Cast people off. Yeah, yeah, but especially because she's a black woman, like black women always kind of bear that unequal brunt of like getting more criticism and getting like more, you know, yeah, just criticism and attacks on what she's done in the past. But it's like if I'm gonna give Joe Biden a chance to like rise to the top and to actually like meet my expectations, I'm gonna do the same thing for her. I mean, thinking about all the little girls like across the world that were able to just see that on their screen, that is something that's also immeasurable in terms of like how that's going to make them feel about themselves moving forward in the future. I mean, like, it's just Mm
0: -hmm.
1: obviously like representation isn't everything, but it also is significant. And like that also has such a meaningful impact to just know that she was able to do that.
0: I hope one day we get to a point where we don't need like all these tokens of representation almost where it's just inherently everyone has equal access and equal opportunity but obviously in this moment i understand that that's a big deal yes and also i think two things or multiple things can exist at one time i think that i can criticize kamala harris's background and criticize her history but also understand that it is a big deal that she's the first woman of color to be vice president two things can exist at one time
1: they can and i mean even think about what it means for other industries that are not just in the political realm i mean having Mm -hmm. the idea that you can have a a person who is black and a woman sit in that highest office i mean what does that mean for the rest of our sector in terms of opening up the doors for other underrepresented people again i think that's not something you're ever going to be able to measure because it's going to be such a vast uh you know really such a vast impact
0: And I think that it's like like priceless. It
1: is. And like you have to acknowledge that. And that's not saying I'm making Kamala my savior and whatever. It's just the very real fact that like she's in that spot now. And that does Mm -hmm. a lot. That's just a lot. And we're never going to be able to put that into words, put a value on that. And I think that's just really beautiful. And I am really happy that we're living to see this moment.
0: Right? I am too. I am too. And I hope we get to a point where one day it's not a novelty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and there's no more firsts. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And I
1: mean, just and like you said, I hope we get there because as we mentioned before, right now, President Trump has refused to concede. A lot mm-hmm. of Republicans are refusing to acknowledge that Joe Biden is our president elect. And that's really it's sickening, honestly.
0: So frightening, too.
1: It really shows you white male privilege. Because, of course, if he loses, there has to be something wrong with the system.
0: It's delusion. No, I don't want to say delusion, because that gives them the benefit of the doubt that they're just ignorant (laughs) and stupid. I think it's calculated and fascist and scary. Very scary. And I cannot wait until Biden is sworn in and all of this is over this is going to be the longest like 10 weeks of our life. Like he is really going out kicking and screaming. I'm like he just can't do anything peacefully, can he? No. He just has to go down smashing things and ringing bells and doing whatever he can to get some attention and it's really sick.
1: And also breaking so much like historical precedent. <laughs> like usually like at this point he would have called by on the phone, at least been like, you know, recognizing and acknowledging that he won. There would be, you know, the start of organizing transitions of power. You would have all those things, which also, too, is very frustrating because it's just going to make it harder for Biden to, like, enter into what he needs to do because Biden has so much he needs to do in terms of, like, uh, repairing these last four years of, like, pure terror and (laughs) destruction. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just sad because it also doesn't set Biden up to be in the best possible position. And it's just really frustrating. Like you said, It it's scary, too, I think, how many Republicans and just how many people actually, like, believe all of the fake news. And the fact that, like, there was massive voter fraud, which is also very funny yeah. because it's just very funny because it's like, okay, so somehow President Trump, there was all of this voter fraud with his ballots. But then all the Republicans that kept their <laughs> House seats and won their Senate race, there was no fraud there. They were on the same mm. ballot, mm. so we want to question Trump. Let's tra- let's question all those Republicans who got elected as well. Like that just doesn't make sense.
0: It just also so there's ridiculous. all this voter fraud. If this voter fraud actually happened, babe, that was under your watch. So what does that <laughs> say about you? <laughs> what does that say about you? <laughs> you obviously didn't weren't checking stuff closely. <laughs> but you know, like you said, it's
1: purposeful. It's t- you know, it's purposeful and.
0: It's calculated. It's
1: calculated, and again, it just shows that white male privilege. They think white male privilege always has to win, and they're not used to this. He's not used to losing. He's not used to sucking it up, and realizing that he nobody wants him—not nobody, clearly—but clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That a larger percentage of Americans don't want him to
0: lead anymore. He can't mm-hmm. get
1: that through his thick sc-
0: thick skull. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Before. <laughs> his big thick skull he's just an oaf i cannot wait until the secret service like hits him with a horse tranquilizer and pulls him out of that old office i can't wait
1: (laughs) you need need to pen pen and tell them (laughs) to revoke his little degree
0: (laughs) (laughs) no the way oh my goodness And I hate it because in every, we have like a daily daily Pennsylvania newspaper and they keep milking the fact that both (laughs) Biden and Trump have like pen affiliation and they're like for, they're like former Penn professor beats Penn Wharton graduate Donald Trump. I'm like, can y'all shut up, please? (laughs) Also, why are you so eager to claim these people? Just, (laughs) just, Just shut up, please. Oh my God. Please.
1: It's just a lot.
0: It is a lot. I just, oh my goodness. I just, we're going to have to do a little check-in when it's inauguration. I hope things change by then. I hope that he's sworn in and yeah. Trump is somewhere and we don't have to hear from him again.
1: <laughs> Putting on that orange
0: jumpsuit. <laughs> Putting no, on that orange we, jumpsuit. I know we're talking about defund prisons, but leave one open for him, please. <laughs> please leave one cell open. I know we don't believe in carceral punishment anymore, but (laughs) Trump needs to be under the jail. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man.
1: But, yeah, I think...
0: We got a long way to go. We have a
1: long way to go. And I just really, again, hope that this whole stunt (laughs) that Trump is pulling, I just really hope it doesn't have lasting implications on, like, the legitimacy of our democracy.
0: I agree. Also, that's a very scary thought. It is. It is. But I'm just going to say this. Trump got away with pulling so many strings and manipulating so many things that if Biden wants to do all his executive orders and pull the same strings, I don't want to hear nothing. (laughs) I don't want to hear a thing. You guys let Trump, the maniac, pull strings for four years and push boundaries for four years. I just... If y'all say one thing, I'm going to scream. Yeah,
1: let Biden push those ba- boundaries in favor for all the people that he represents. Yep. Let him do it. But I guess we'll just wait and see. We'll really wait and see. I think it's also just absolute insanity how much this whole thing has just felt like a theater performance. Like, I told <laughs> my mom, they need to make, like, this whole era of, like, his administration just, like, a Netflix show.
0: Because I don't think I could watch it. There's
1: so many theatrics. There's so many, like, and I, I even feel bad saying theatrics because like real lives have been lost like this is not yeah. a game this is not a play
0: yeah um, but it just it's like stranger than a fiction like yeah you couldn't script what's been going on for the past right. four years you couldn't script it
1: no
0: no one could have sat and come up with all of the things that have happened and they always say reality is stranger than fiction yeah 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 <sighs> huh. but I think on that note
1: Hope you enjoyed some of our reflections and our thoughts. Obviously we're thinking through a lot of different things and as time moves on, I think as the inauguration gets closer, it's going to be really interesting to kind of see where our country is, where our democracy is, and also to how other leaders, other political leaders have like fall in line because Mm -hmm. right now, a lot of Republicans have not acknowledged Biden either, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really waiting to see what happens.
0: I am, too. I mean, you guys will be right here along with us as we continue to talk. Um, yeah, I also want to do some more polls. Mm, yes. Hear what you guys are thinking, ask you guys some questions. Also, I want to see, would you guys want to hear from anyone? Uh, maybe any guests? Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions for that? Any Maybe one of your favorite influencers, would you want to hear about their political opinions or how they feel like they've been affected by the election. We're going to try to reach out to people and see, see if we can get some discourse going. Yeah. But yeah, we'll that'll happen all on our Instagram at heart number two heart podcast. Um, yeah. We will be talking with you guys, getting feedback. So be on the lookout for that. We will see you guys next week with another episode. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.